But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What's going on, big fella? How you doing? Hey, man. Good. How you doing? Oh, just another day in paradise, as we always say. Welcome, everybody, to Illegal Ham to the Face. I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. He is Big Bry. And we got a great show for you today. We are going to get into our rundown here real quick. We're going to talk about the Browns' loss versus the Saints. Look ahead to the Commanders. Uh, We're going to talk about people being benched. People getting a slap on the wrist. Uh, we're going to talk about, let's see here, what else? Running backs that should be shut down. And we're going to have our trivia. We're going to have our Fat Boy Tuesday. We're going to have our top three Browns New Year's resolutions. Something for us to uh, throw out there for the team to actually get fixed for once. And then, Bri, uh, we are going to... Top it off at the end of the show with a little bit of top dog tailgate news. And that's about it. Cool. Um, so do you have any shout outs this week? Uh, I don't know. I'll pass it along back to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, we got a shout out. Justin Masters for coming on with us last week. Giving us the wonderful Christmas reading of hookers and blow. And if you did not catch that. Uh, he's got it on his, and we're cutting down the pretty much the film to have it on ours. Brian, it was so funny because I left to just like let him read, and then listening mm-hmm. to him read it, I just came back in. I did, I just made one face to him, and he couldn't even he couldn't even read it anymore. He just started laughing because it was it was a lot about tugging and pulling and pulling and tugging and okay. just things of that nature. So if you didn't get a chance to watch it, Brian, you should go back and watch it. I listened uh, to it a little bit, but maybe I'll have to go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, Justin chimed in and said, have you guys survived the cold? Uh, yes, we have. Sort of. Uh, I guess I'm playing Craig in the Fantasy Super Bowl in his league. Ooh, boy. Uh-oh. Hey, which worked out because, Bri, I had 275 points in that league. What kind of and, scoring? <laughs> what do you play entire uh, roster like fifty three no, guys on your roster? Dude, that's that's how my scoring went nuts this week. Like I had um, well, two seventy five is like ridiculous. I mean, how many guys are starting? Well, hold on, let me. I can bring it up here on our fancy little. You have internet. To have ten guys get. Let's see here, fancy little internet guys. The team fatty on the League of Legends had. Yeah, I had 275.78. So I had Jared Goff go off for three touchdowns. That was 30 points there. Austin Eckler got me another 25 points. NTN got me another 15 points. 
Mike Williams got me 12 points. Devontae Smith got me 32 points. Travis Kelsey, 17 points. Mixon got me 17 points. Seattle's defense got me three. And Dallas's kicker got me a whopping 20 points. No, that's I how missed, uh, Sorry, I don't know if you... I froze, and so I missed, like, most of that. I came back, and I heard Mixon and the defense and Devontae, or, uh, yeah, Devontae Smith. I had Jared so Goff. Good week. Um, so are you in the, the championship now? I guess over there, but we will get into our illegal hand to the face fantasy football draft as we are talking fantasy football. Uh was... A fun time. Justin is knocked out. Craig, Craig, I'm going to get you this week. But, Brian, we had our first big upset. Going into the championship week this week. The Portage County Prostitutes upset big man's the fantasy football team and has his chance to go up against Team Span, who beat the Wonder Years. Kevin Arnold. So, Bri, that okay. is a championship matchup. We were kind of concerned about Big Man because he didn't have Jalen Hurts. And it come right. back to him in the ass. So, at that point in time, the Portage County Prostitutes will be playing Team Span this week. First place gets hoodie, t-shirt, $25 gift card to Mr. B's and a little something-something extra. Second place will get a APA Lake Erie t-shirt, a $25 gift card to Mr. B's. And then I might throw a little something out for third place, whoever's coming in third. Might be a little something something on the end of that one. So, cool. point in time, Bri, what a great year it has been for fantasy football. I am battling for seventh and eighth place with the Cleveland Lyman Lounge. Uh, I think you pretty much just gave up and down there with 12th place, right? 11 and 12. Yeah, yeah, I'm not playing for anything. I've been out of it for about a month now. So, but what a great time. We had a blast. We'll find our illegal ham to the face. This is what, the second, third year? Third year. Third year. Fantasy football. Legal ham to the face winner. We might have to get a trophy made, Bri. Right. I can remember. Um, I think it was Joe Bear, year one. Juice mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and now this year it's Phillips or uh, and every year we Chris. had a new one. So the first year we gave away a bottle of Cleveland Underground whiskey to the Juice man or to um, Joe Bear. Mm-hmm. This past year we gave Juice a well, I couldn't give send a bottle to Kentucky, so I sent him the cash and everything else for the bottle whiskey and pizza down there, and this year. Here we go again with another winner. That first time winner with either uh, Big Boy Phillips or Team Span. So everybody is quite excited. Sure. Why is mom sending me a picture message? Oh, I do not want to see that right now. Okay. So let's get into our show here a little bit more, Bri. Uh, how was Christmas, bud? Christmas good? Good. Busy. Um but like from Friday night through Sunday night, there was always something going on. But um, never complain about it. Always happy to see family and thankful to have stuff to do on Christmas. So, uh, yeah, it, it was great. All right. Well, Bri, 
we are going to get our show is brought to you by Lake Erie APA and Harold Keel. One supporting us and uh, shelling out some of this merch for everybody to have. I want to thank him for being part of the fantasy football league. Also, he got beat up by team span. So, or beforehand. Last so it's just, a, yes. So just want to thank Harold and everything he's done for us. We will be starting a new year with Harold. Hopefully some more prizes and some more game packs coming on. Also, Harold and I have been talking behind the scenes, any bigger pool tournament uh, you'll be seeing probably here on a legal ham to the face. And also on the Lake Erie APA pool page, I'll probably be broadcasting a lot of those matches. So, Rye, if you want to color commentate, uh, even though you have no idea what you're talking about, it would be amazing. <laughs> Hit the uh, orange ball into the hole. Congratulations <laughs> to that guy. F&A Cotton. F&A. <laughs> he hit the ball in the hole and he didn't scratch. I know that at least. Bad boy. That's all you need to know at that <laughs> point. In time, just let it go at that. All right. Um, other shout out. And that's pretty much it. Um, I do have a very, very disappointing trivia for you today, Bri. And, you know, the wonderful high that we have for Christmas. I'm just going to slap your ass right back down to reality here in uh, Cleveland area, especially with our football team. So, mm -hmm. Brian, are you ready for your trivia? Absolutely. All right, Bri, our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. If you guys need an adoptable dog, now is the time to do it. We are right after the holidays. We do have our dog of the week with City Dogs of Cleveland. Let me bring him up here real quick. They are still doing $21 adoptions through 2022. Uh, I got to bring up my email, Bri. But our dog of the week, look at this face. His name is Heinz. All right. Now, don't <laughs> be upset because his name is Heinz. Right. That was my uh, first thought. Looking dog, because you, you know that's also. I I know, I know. But he is the longest resident at the kennel right now. All right. He's <laughs> been with uh, City Dogs of Cleveland since the end of June, over six months now. So as a Christmas gift. One of the volunteers busted Heinz out of the kennel for a day trip just to hang out and relax. And he did great. Uh, most importantly, Heinz shown that he's a wonderful snuggler, getting stressed at the kennel, and getting quite jumpy and distracted. But those behaviors melted away when he got to go unwind in a calm environment. Made himself a lap dog. He was happy to host, to be his host shadow. He was curious about everything and a good listener. Backed off when something wasn't good for him. He also ha didn't have any accidents. Rode in a car well. And while it was only an afternoon away, glad that he got out and enjoyed his time. Heinz estimated to be around two years old and 53 pounds. So if you <laughs> want to adopt this dog, he's the longest one there. He's been there for over six months now. All right. Go. I mean, look at that face, Brian. Just calm 
chill dog. And, you know, most of these dogs, once you get them out of the kennel and get them home to your home, they're a different dog. Because in the kennel, you got all those dogs barking. It's loud. It's just not good environment for them. But once you get them out and get them home, I mean, can't say no to that face, Bri. I mean, that's good looking dog. So please adopt Heinz. Uh, We will post them back out on our show here a little bit uh, later for, let's see here, good-looking dog. Whenever mm-hmm. I get a dog, mm-hmm, I, I get you. <clears throat> so, thank you, Justin. All right, Bri. So, let me take off the pictures here as soon as I figure it out. There we go. Get your ugly face back on here. Because that's yeah, what everyone wants. want to keep Heinz up there. <laughs> All right, Bri. So, the AFC North was formed in 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. How many times have your Cleveland Browns finished last in 20 years? Okay. Okay. You got uh, it? Yeah. How do you know that was coming, Bri? No, I mean, just, just when you started to, you know, set it up and everything, I'm like, yeah. I can I see where this is going. You know, the, the trivia question is not going to be how many times did they finish first. Uh, I knew that, so oh, we went the, way, the other way with it. By the way, which is never, never. Yep, never. They have Last never. Time they won the division was eighties, maybe. Did we do, have we that done that the, trivia? That was the Central Division, right? When it was Houston Oilers, and there was like eight teams per conference. Yeah, it was the Oilers, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. So four four teams in the division. Craig said nineteen eighty nine was the last time we won. Eighty nine. Thank you, Craig. Yep. So knew it wasn't ninety four because the Steelers won it that year, and uh, that's why we had to go to Three Rivers. So been a while. Been a long been while. A very very long while. All right, Brian. I'm going to throw up here uh, to get a hold of City Dogs of Cleveland. Here's all their information. Here is their email address, their phone number, and their where you can actually go to sign up to meet one of the dogs. Please check them out. They're great to us. She had him right ready to go. She said, she goes, well, you guys want to do a new dog or a late dog? I said, give us a late dog. So she mm-hmm. gave us high. Oh, yeah. Adopted. So thank you to her. Her birthday was butt up there. <laughs> Best birthday was actually on Christmas, so we wish her a happy birthday. Hmm. Um, Cleveland headlines now, Brian. All right. So first mm-hmm. off, your Cavs lost last night. The Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. All right. I'm not too upset about it because they've been on kind of a hot cold streak, but they're still playing tough. Um, you know, they kind of came in, Brooklyn came in and kind of just had their way with them. Uh, even though Garland scored almost 50 points, I think he had 46 points last night. Wow. So it was a tough time there. Um, also, we did survive the blizzard of 2022. Um, we did get a football game in during the blizzard. It wasn't near what they were expecting snow-wise. But I'll tell you what, Bri, that wind was unreal. That thing was just whipping, and it cut right through you. So for all of you that went to the game on Christmas Eve and actually had a good time there, 
I am proud of you guys because you would have never seen my fat ass there unless I was drinking with Brian the night before and we just said, screw it. No, there was no <laughs> way. I mean, Brian, after being outside on Friday and Saturday and that, I mean, being outside for just 10 minutes was brutal enough. I had the discussion with my wife. Um, how much money would it take you, somebody paying you? I mean, because I saw all day Friday, all day Saturday uh, morning, people were just going on Facebook and giving away, trying to give away free tickets to the game. So I said, you know, I started thinking, how much money would it take for me to go down there? You know, obviously you get the free ticket, okay, but you still got to pay for parking and whatnot. How much money would it take you? to go down there and stay for that entire game. What would your answer be? I mean, just off the cuff, what are you thinking? You know something, Brian? If if somebody was – yes, and the, yes, they did open it up to fill in the lower bowl. Um, they're towards probably the second right. quarter. Right. They, they, they said everyone from the upper deck come on down and, and sit fill up the lower deck. So that was cool. At least, and that, and especially for the guys that got the nosebleeds and never getting those seats, that's that's the other thing, and that's that's sure. the one thing that I'm glad they did to bring you know to get everybody really, because if you're sitting up top in the 500s, dude, you're eating all that wind. Uh, there's no if, ands, or buts. I've been up there, you're getting all the elements. If you're down in the lower bowl, it swirls a little bit, but it's not near as bad as it up in the 500. So it's nice of them to do that. But Brian, if I had to, um. If I if somebody was actually paying for me to go for parking, everything, beers, tab, everything included, where I could just go drink, have a great time, and just enjoy it, that'd be enough for me. I, it honestly would be. I mean, I'm not. I I could be a cheap date, but I could also be a very expensive date. <laughs> right. You'd be surprised how quickly those concessions add up and fifty dollar parking. I don't know what you're talking about with the beer, with the hot dogs, with all that stuff. One fifty. I think I pocket it. I probably just, you know, bring a little fist or something and drink as much as I could on the walk to the stadium and then just have a good time and pocket the 150. So 100 wasn't quite enough for me, but 150, I'd probably go down and do it. Uh, Justin said he went for a run Friday in three degrees, so it wouldn't take more, much more than $100. There's another mm-hmm. cheap day. Yeah, about ballpark. We're kind of all in the same area. All right. Well, sorry, a little bit late, fellows. And the finals again lit to a play. Now you got Jesus. He screwed Chris. me over this week. Chris, you tread lightly with that concussion talk here. That boy <laughs> is seriously hurt. All right. So you just knocked that crap off right there. He had uh in the second quarter at one point I saw he had 16 points for me because I had to play. Tua, because Hertz was uh, hurt, obviously, given his name. Um, so he had 16, like, in the second quarter. He finished with 13 points. So <laughs> from that point, like, when he hit his head until the end of the game, he got negative three points. So, yeah, something might have been wrong with him. <laughs> something wrong with you. Went down the wrong bite. Filibuster. Okay, all right. Back oh to uh, they should have. Oh, okay, there we go. They should have uh, just given all the fans in attendance uh, on Saturday a free beer. I mean, that how more do you say thank you for coming out to a game that nobody wants to be at? A game that's 
pretty much pointless, worthless. Uh, well, give them free beer. Give them free hot dogs, something. Uh, part of me half wondered if uh, if the Haslam's looked around and they said, are these the type of crowds that we get in Cleveland for a December game? You know, does that kind of kickstart their thought of, uh, hey, maybe a dome isn't that bad of an idea? But at the same time, if it was a playoff game or a game playing for the uh, the division or something like that, that place would have been packed. So, yeah, you kind of roll the dice. Hope that your team is competitive. If not, then, um, then yeah, you're going to have crowds where what? What do we? I never heard a final count, but I would guess ballpark, you know, somewhere five to 10,000 people. I mean, oh. if you don't count the people in the suites. Yeah, I would guess that. I would guess around there. Apologize for the cough. The uh, the drinky poo went down the wrong pipey poo. Holy <laughs> cow. Right when I was getting ready to take a breath because you started to make me laugh. And I was like, oh, good Lord, that went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, Brian, that hit hard. <laughs> Nothing like a good old uh, seltzer to catch you right in the lungs as you're trying to swallow it down. Do you have any... Any thoughts with the Cavs over the last week? I know they've kind of had a rough couple games with the uh, with the no, Raptors going, and then the Nets. It's going to take time, Brian. They're still a young team. They're still trying to figure out what Mobley is. Um, I'm not concerned. I mean, you ran into probably one of the best players in Kevin Durant and then whatever the hell Kyrie is. Because when Kyrie wants to play, Kyrie can play. When Kyrie doesn't want to play, Kyrie's not playing. But when Kevin Durant really wants to play and turn something on, he he can flip a switch. I mean, he's top three in the NBA right now still uh, with, you know, our boy LeBron and Giannis and you got Luka in there too. So it's – I'm not worried. I think it's going to take a little bit more time for them to gel and figure out what's going on. But I think Mobley has got to take a bigger step than what he's been stepping in right now. That's one of those games where Mobley needs to be that third person to get him. 25 points and I it just it's going to take time for him he's not big enough to play the post it's too skinny it's all his three-point shot Bry. it's not pretty but mm-hmm. he can still get there so it's just going to take time I I really do believe I mean they're going to make the playoffs we're at I don't know but it's just going to take time for them to gel and kind of figure each other out so you give them another month or two and we'll see what this team is after January when it really counts. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me it's just it's a humbling experience. Um, you know, this team wins five in a row or seven of eight or something like that, and Mitchell goes for 35, 40, Garland goes for 40, everyone gets super excited. But I mean it, it brings you back to earth a little bit. I think you know, we want to we're quick to put ourselves with the um with the Boston's and the Milwaukee's and to me, we're not there. We got to get past the Toronto's. We got to get past the Brooklyn's. We got to get past the Philadelphia's before we want to be considered with them. Um, Cause they're, they're championship contenders. We got to contend for the East before we can contend for a championship. So yeah, like you said, it's going to take time and, and Mobley is probably the key to us taking that next step. His defense has been top-notch. We, we can't ask for much more from him defensively, but um, but offensively he, he's been a little stagnant and he hasn't taken that step that we were looking for. So, 
yeah, I'd still put us behind the Nets when the Nets feel like playing. They're one of the most talented teams in the NBA. Um, and then for some reason, Toronto just has our number. They're that one team that just has our number, and we got to learn how to beat them. And then uh, that was kind of like Philadelphia uh, was for us last year. We, we compete with them. We just couldn't get over that hump. So, yeah, we still got a, couple, a ways to go um, before I'm willing to put us in the top three top four in the Eastern conference. You know what I love about this segment right here, Bri, is I know exactly when you don't want to talk about the Cleveland Browns because <laughs> you were just all sorts of calves. Now you're like, let's just, let's just keep, we don't want to talk about a loss to the saints or how we, we don't even have to talk Browns. I got this whole sheet here. I can crumple it up and throw away. We can go calves. College football playoff, and I'd be oh, perfectly fine with it. But Brian, we can't. We have to talk about our Cleveland Browns because they just yeah. gift wrapped one to New Orleans, right? We're gonna have Little, about uh, nine months to talk about the same stuff we're talking about right now. I am. I mean, obviously, this town runs how the Browns run, so um, so we're gonna get a ton of it over the next few months. You know, they'll probably. Uh, perked up again during free agent season, but then the draft will kind of be a little bit of a buzzkill, and then we'll start hyping ourselves up for 2023 because officially now 2022 will be over in two weeks. Justin said we could talk about how Baker did this past weekend. You know, wanna, you want to hear something? And I don't know if I would have ever said this, but in those conditions, um, Baker might have given us a better chance than Deshaun Watson did because Baker is a one or two read quarterback and he's a fire the ball in there. Whereas Deshaun's trying to make these touch throws and it's hard to do when that, you saw it in the, what was it? The fourth quarter, whatever quarter we had the wind at our back, he's trying to make these touch throws and it's incredibly difficult for a, uh, for a quarterback like to do. A couple well, of those on that last drive, he was darting those BBs in. <laughs> yeah, because he had to, because he had a couple throws where, you know, he sees a guy 20 yards down the field and he's throwing it to them like it's good conditions. And his muscle memory is, okay, 20-yard throw, I throw it to him. But the wind just takes it and it, it's five yards past him. So you really have to, same thing with like Cade York, you really have to trust what happens in pregame and what happens throughout the game rather than what you've been doing for the last 10, 20 years, because uh, that win makes it a whole different game. And why we threw it 31 times, I won't understand. I know Nick Chubb didn't really have a great average uh, running the ball, but he gets better as the as the game goes on. And, yeah, I don't know. I think we just became a little impatient. Well, we had Chubb went for 24 carries for 92, averaged 3.8 yards carry. The one that's really glaring is down here at the bottom. Kareem Hunt, seven carries for eight yards. And that's the kind of guy that likes this weather because he runs very violently. And he knows after a few hits, people are not going to tackle you as hard as what they normally would, especially if you lower your shoulder, run over people. But that didn't happen. But yes, Deshaun went 15 for 31 for 135 and an interception. We did have a couple touchdown passes dropped. 
Um, I don't know why we threw it 31 times, especially in that weather, because New Orleans only threw it 15 times, but they had Taysom Hill, which was their X factor. And guess what? What the Browns can't do? Stop the damn run. I mean, Taysom Hill almost had 100 yards on like eight carries. And they just, they cannot stop the run, Brian. And it's it's a glaring, glaring, glaring need now. Um, we've had, my dad said, the Browns are below zero. Not enough money in the world to go to that game. Uh, Jose <laughs> is here. Jose, hey. how, about, how about that Maker Bayfield? Come on, love Liz and Jared. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. That, that Maker Bayfield. Um, it's just, it's disappointing, Brian, you know, everybody chimes in that this season wasn't supposed to be the season of dreams. We all get that. We all knew what we kind of signed up for, but the thing is though, Brian, as I, I finally came out and said it this weekend, the light at the end of this tunnel has better be a blinding light, Brian. You know, I thought Sean taking us to a couple of championship games and things like that. No. Going through this season, going through this entire year of the BS that we've gone through with the team disciplines by Kevin Stefanski with the slap on the fingertips, no, 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 you're not supposed to be doing this. I'm going to sit you out a series. No, 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 I'm going to get the start for me. You can't play the first start of the game. No, no, no. To the point where, you know, like I said last week, um, they've been preaching and bitching about tough, smart, and accountable. Brian, this team isn't tough at all. This team is far from smart, especially with the big plays and the big gaffes that they do, even on the coaching side. Um, you know, fourth and two, and you're trying to throw a Hail Mary down the field. That's fucking smart. And then uh, the accountable part and the front office, the coaching staff, and the players are holding nobody accountable. There was an actual report today that now Nick Chubb, of all people who doesn't talk is now becoming a vocal leader in the locker room. All right. Brian, when you talk about dumpster fire, what this year has been, it has been just, it's been that the ups and downs and the crazies and everything else that's going on with this team has just been the extremes every different way. And to have a team like new Orleans who plays in the dome plays in warm weather all the time too, by the way, but the dome helps out coming to Cleveland on Christmas Eve and a damn blizzard warning. And your team can't pull out that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, these are the games that if you want to compete for division titles and AFC titles, you have to win games like this. You have to win games like this. You have to win games when you play Joe Flacco. You have to win games when you play against the crappy Atlanta Falcons, you know, because you can't just give these away. And, you know, you can wonder how much really, you know, how, how committed they were to winning this game. Um, Taysom Hill is a great running quarterback, and they ran him because what does it matter? You know, if he gets beat up, if he gets hurt, so what? We, I think Deshaun Watson ran the ball three times for 28 yards or 24 yards. Um, so you wonder if really we were playing for something, if he would have ran the ball maybe a little bit more. But, you know, we're trying to preserve uh, for next year and go all in on next year. And 
you know, you might even see guys over these next couple games, Miles Garrett, maybe not play as much, not give Nick Chubb as many carries. Um, because at this point you're, you're trying to get everyone healthy for the start of next year. I know nobody wants to hear that, but, uh, but it's the reality of the situation. So yeah, it's, you even saw, I think there was a report came out today that the miles Garrett was suspended for the first drive, uh, this past week. And he, to me, that's a good sign because that's them trying to hold people accountable. Um, and trying to make an example of your best player, it doesn't really help you uh, that much. And had they gone down and scored a touchdown, I'm sure we'd all be up in arms. But that, that shows me that they're trying. They're trying something new, trying to hold people accountable. Uh, it's maybe too little too late. Um, and let's let's be honest, The uh, as far as up the middle, as soft we are at defensive tackle and at linebacker, our goose was cooked at the start of the year. Uh, they were hopeful that these defensive tackles, one of them, two of them would step up. You throw a bunch of average mediocre guys at the wall and see what sticks. And then in the, uh, in the linebacker room, um, we just were decimated by injuries. So that hurts as well. So yeah, but the defense has kind of stepped it up over the last week and the offense just continues to sputter and, probably won't look right for the rest of this year. So unfortunately it's, uh, it's about 2023 at this point. And uh, yeah, it's Stefanski. If he comes back, um, I still think he probably will. He, he has to start the season on the hot seat and he has to know what the expectations are for him. And I don't think Andrew Barry is going to come down and tell Kevin Stefanski he has to give up play calling. So it's going to have to come from above. Um, if, if that's what's best for this team. But his playoffs are bust next year. If he doesn't make the playoffs, I don't care what happens. I don't care if Deshaun Watson gets hurt on the very first play, if Jacoby Brissett is back with us and he doesn't take us to the playoffs. So Fanski's gone, um, and it'll be another wasted year. But finish this year first. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence on whether I think it would be a good idea to get rid of Stefanski or bring him back. I, I could be talked into either way at this point. I I'm with you there too. Um, there was somebody on Twitter. I'm not even going to name his name said that, you know, would uh, Kevin Stefanski take a role as the offensive coordinator? That's not happening. There no. is no, there is no way in hell that's happening no. because he's not taking a demotion to go offensive coordinator. Now, my problem with Stefanski is there's times that he, tries to get too cute with the offense instead of he's trying to catch everybody off guard. And I get that. That's a cat and mouse game that you play with the NFL. I get that. But when it's blatantly obvious of what you have to do on third down and two, fourth and two, and you're trying deep passes down the middle of the field, instead of a bubble screen, a wide receiver screen, a draw, anything of that nature, but yet we can run it on third down and 17 and that's completely fine. Like it just shit like that. It's just got to end. I'm tired of watching it. I'm tired of looking at it. I'm tired of seeing these guys make mistakes and multiple mistakes and coming off to the sidelines and they get a little pat on the ass. No, you messed up, man. You cost us 15 yards. You cost us a first down. You cost us this. That's why I said the accountable part is just not there. And it, you know, you say that they tried to hold miles accountable and I get that. 
they tried to make an example that said, hey, we're going to everybody's involved, even Miles. Our star player is involved. Brian, do you know why that he was out? There's rumors it's because he was sick last week and he did not he did a no call no show because he was sick. Wasn't anything else but besides he was sick. That's what they're saying. I, I heard everything. the opposite. Like he showed up, he was sick and he showed up when he should have not come in to get everyone because, else kind of like because of the COVID uh new regulations. When you're sick, you're supposed to not go. Okay. So if that's the case, he's trying to show up for work. Okay. I Brian, we've done it. We know people at work that have done it. Okay. Uh-huh. But you know, you you're just slapping him on the hand for one series. What's one series to him? It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing to him. He takes series off throughout the entire game, anyways. So the opening series is that supposed <laughs> to be more to him than any other part in time in this game? I mean, if you're going to do anything, you've healthy scratched people before to make a point of them. I'm not saying you do it to him, but I'm just saying you could have had him out the whole first half. And it would set a better example for the kids in the locker room that are screwing up, like Winfrey, like everybody else that he even called out, Garrett called out. Stefanski, At the same time, I mean, you're if you're sitting for an entire half, you're tremendously hurting your, your chances of winning. You're hurting your team. Um, and, I mean, it, it's not a terrible infraction that he just wanted to be there for his teammates, but he, he went against the protocol, so he has to be held accountable. And you could have just fined him and uh, said that's it. So I think that's why I say that it's maybe a good sign because at least they're trying. I mean, if they suspend him for a half or a game or something like that, you know, we would be up in arms. Like, are you kidding me? You're going to – and even though they're, the percentage of them making the playoffs is very, very tiny, you still have a chance of making the playoffs and you're going to suspend your best player for a game because he showed up to work with the cost. So, I again, there's no right answer. But, but for Brian, me, it just helped me understand that maybe they're trying to make some changes finally, but – It'll fall on deaf ears if they don't continue with this uh, accountability trend. And that, and the thing is, like, Brian, you just said beforehand, though, you said how many people on this team were actually bought into this game? So at what point in time does it matter if he sat out for half? What if he's not bought into the game? You just don't know. I mean, yeah, nobody you, knows. you don't know. But it's just... It's just a frustration of that and this way this whole thing has turned out because they kept preaching to us tough, smart, and accountable. Tough, smart, and accountable. And I'm seeing guys arm tackle. Bry, who the hell is Reggie Ragland? My guy. <laughs> Your leading tackler this week. Your leading tackler with seven tackles. Right behind him, Tony Fields. Ten, ten, ten tackles. Well, assist. They have oh. seven solo and then Seven assist. solo. Yeah, Tony Fields right behind him. Grant Delpit, who played one heck of a game this week. It's just, it's frustrating to see the talent. And I know you say we better make the playoffs next year. Bry, it's got to be more in playoffs for me. Going through this year, the way this year has been, through the media drama, through everything else, through all the bullshit that we have been drugged through as Browns fans, this has got to be an AF championship team. 
you have to get to that game for me to even get me close to being just right behind everything else that's going on. And you sit there, you giggle, but that's what you, you signed up for. Right? You feel that way now, but you're telling me this time next year, you know, we, we have a playoff berth staring us in the face. You're saying, nope, not good enough. And then we win no. a playoff game. You're saying, nope, guess what? not we, good we enough. Almost, we almost did it with Jacoby Brissett this year. Did we not? No, we did not. No, we did not. Jacoby Brissett was four and six, not even close to a playoff team. And what's what's Deshaun Watson right now? Uh, two and two. Uh huh. So yeah, I agree. Some... He has to be better than five hundred next year. We're on the same page there. But I'm not. I'm not throwing my expectations at AFC Championship game, and we haven't won the division since '89. But, Brian, those are the steps you got to take. You went out and got your $230 million quarterback. Right. He's still right. Take the steps you take is make the playoffs, and then you take another step, you win the division, and then you make another step, and you go to the AFC Championship. You don't take three steps in one season to go from we six and nine or whatever we'll finish this year, six and ten, to AFC Championship. But we already took that step to the playoffs, and then we took four steps back, and now we're trying right. to go back up again. Right. Right, so so you don't just place us right where we were in 2020. We've taken steps back. Um, we're now fighting the, the salary cap like we've never done before. And uh, we just gave our right tackle $15 million a year if we want to get into that at some point. Um, so, so you're up against it. So this is the team that you have going forward. Um, but... Yeah, I'm, if I say we have to make it's AFC Championship or bust next year, I'm going to be a very disappointed Browns fan because I don't think that's where this team is. If we get there, great. I'll I'll throw a parade, but uh, those are not my expectations. Uh, Jose, two thousand. All right, we're not talking to you, Jose, right now. Two thousand thirty-six <laughs> championship. I just eighty-five I, Bears. I just have. Through everything that we have gone through, Bri, I expect higher expectations out of this because everybody has force-fed me this notion that next year is going to be the year. Like, this is why we did this. This is why we did this whole damn process this year because next year is the year. We're doing it next year. We're doing it next year. And everybody says it's long-term, but, Bri, it can't be long-term because you're losing guys. You're losing guys like crazy. We don't know what's going to happen with Miles. We don't know what's going to happen with Chubb. Chubb's 27 years old now, Bri. 27. Mm -hmm. Just turned 27. How much more treads on that? We don't know. So next year should be your year to be part of this. And the quarterback we have that we paid to get us there should be a part of this. And like you said, even if he gets hurt, it's not my problem. You guys did this. Like, you guys wanted this team, this team, the way it is and the way it's constructed now. Obviously, there's flaws. Fix them. And this is going to be the, probably one of the best front office things that they have to do this year, Brian, because we don't have top talent draft picks. We have to work free agency, and we have to work the bottom of the draft, Brian. So would you say if the Cavs don't make – the Eastern Conference Finals this year, their their season's a failure? No. But we the Cavs traded a ton of talent and draft picks for one superstar, and um, uh, he's not getting started, them to the... That started from the get-go. 
What do you mean? He started day one. Right. So, so the Cavs should be ahead of where the Browns are. No, the Cavs should be making the playoffs. They barely, they missed out on the playoffs last year with the playing games. Mm-hmm. They got their stud superstar, which is this year, us, should be in the playoffs. And the next year, they should be taking that step. But we had to take. So, so next year, we had to. Is, we had to we but had they'll to, have one full season with their superstar this year. And so in year two with their superstar, that's when you expect them to make the conference. Right. I know what you're trying. I know what you're trying to do to me, and you're going to upset me on this, Bri. They thought it was going to be six games. I'm I'm trying to pull you down. Your expectations are on the moon for the Browns next year. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be a miserable bastard for the next year if your expectations are making the AFC championship game. Because you have Mahomes, you have Burrow, you have – Josh Allen to go through, you know, take one step at a time. At what has happened the past 20 years? We've been miserable as shit. Right, right. The last 20 years, we made the playoffs twice. So, so for never making the playoffs to go to AFC Championship like that, yeah, I, 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 it's crazy to me. But if, if that's what you – I'm not going to tell you how to feel. If that's what you think, no, I mean, we're going to have, we're gonna have fun. Over the next year, so debating me, that. But for me, for after this year, those are the expectations for me. You had you had a wounded Baker Mayfield took you to the playoffs. Okay, no, he wasn't wounded in twenty twenty. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, so we'll just assume every football player is wounded. Everybody is from the start of the game. That's what everybody tells me about NFL. Nobody is as healthy as they are on the first day of training camp. Okay, but then hold on, then. He almost took you back to the playoffs, except for the very last game when the Steelers beat him. No, they were out. Well, the last game was the Bengals. They were out before the last game of the year last year. Yeah, right before the Steelers game. Yeah, right. The Steelers game was irrelevant, and then the Bengals game. So your last two games last year were irrelevant, just like your last two games this year are irrelevant. Brian, they were irrelevant a long time before this. I mean, you and I both know. Come on. You can't sit there and say that this was a playoff year with everything else that was going on. No. I mean, like we talked, when Jacoby Brissett can't get you to five wins, we said five wins was the baseline. And I'm not blaming Jacoby Brissett. He's a backup quarterback. He is what he is. He did well enough where we should have won seven games. So I'm not blaming Jacoby Brissett, but we said you have to get at least to five games, hopefully six. And we got four out of it, so... You know, at that point, you're like I said earlier, your goose is cooked. I just need this team stable, Bri. I need consistency and stability with this team from here on out. After this year, you'll get it. You'll get it. You say that, you say that, but then we bring up bullshit like we do every year. It's either a kicker or a quarterback, or this guy can't block, so we got to do this. We can't do this because. Defensive line sucks. I want just, Bri, no damn excuses anymore. Look at the well, teams that are out there. Brock fucking Purdy is out winning games in San Francisco. Yeah. The Eagles with Jalen Hurts are 13-1 and or whatever they fucking lost to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like, these are teams that were supposed to be the flying Jets. 
You, you know who you, should, who you should be upset at for that? Andrew Berry. What, what pro bowlers has Andrew Berry ever drafted? I, hey. You know, these other – Philadelphia, why are they in the position they're in? They draft really freaking good players. Now I understand the Jets drafted the top of the, the draft every single year, but they hit on all those draft picks. <clears throat> the 49ers – make trades for Christian McCaffrey and they draft really well. They find um, Fred Warner and whatever round they found him in, and he's an all pro. I mean, it's not rocket science. You, you, you got to draft good players. You got to make good personnel moves. And then when you're ready to take that next step, you hope you have a quarterback that can help you take it. But, uh, but you have to build that base and the Browns have, we look at these guys, you know, what, what, we hear all the time the the sum of their parts is not equal to um, or whatever the saying is. Do you know what I'm getting at? Or like the individual parts is not equal to the the grade of the team. And so we have these great individual players, but throw them all together in one locker room and one team, and for some reason they don't play well together, and, and we just can't figure out why. And it goes to culture. If so, that's why if Stefanski's not the guy, if he can't get them to come together, or Barry's not the guy, he can't get us, uh, you know, top talent. Um, and it looks like um, looks like Emerson's going to be a player for us. So you might have found one there, but uh, you got to do it consistently. It's not good enough to just find a Emerson in uh, in the third round, a DPJ in the sixth round. You have to, you know. Find safeties in the second round that are better than Grant Delpit. Find defensive tackles in the third round that are better than Jordan Elliott. Um, and you need everything to come together at the right time. And, and up to this point, it hasn't for the Browns. All right, Bright. How about this? We're going to do we're going to do a little little hot seat action. Obviously, we know a lot of people are on the hot seat. Okay, and we can finish this up. You know. Because we're going to be arguing about it next week against the Commanders. We're going to be arguing about it again against for nine the, months. <laughs> yeah. So, but I want I want your honest opinion of where this coaching staff is. All right. Now I'm going to give you mine first. Uh, Joe Woods, I believe, is gone. I believe Joe Woods is not here next year. Even though the defense is playing better, I think it is. Guys have not bought into Joe Woods and his plan. And you just can't have that. Offensive coordinator, I think Van Pelt will be back. Head coach, Stefanski. Right now, Bry, that is a 50-50 for me right now. And the reason why is you're watching everything that's happening. You're watching his last few games of the interview process is what they're calling it for him with Deshaun Watson. And you can't really do that. You got to give him at least next year with Deshaun Watson to see what you can actually do, especially a full training camp with Deshaun Watson. Mike Prefer, gone. Special teams have just been atrocious. Um, whether it be kicking, punting, and all that. But I want to see where you're at on with me. Uh, let's go with Stefanski first. I mean... My answer is probably going to be the same for all these guys, and it and it's probably the answer that every company, every business around the world uh, has to ask themselves when they reach crossroads: is Can you do better? 
do you believe you can do better? Um, we talked last week, Sean Payton. Yeah, that guy's better. If we can get him, get that guy. But there's a bunch of defensive and offensive coordinators out there. We don't have the answer. We don't know if they're better or not. They could be. It could be Bill Belichick. They could be Freddie Kitchens. So how comfortable are you in moving on? And I would say, I mean, we're assuming Andrew Barry is here um, and he keeps his job. If you're Andrew Barry, I think you have to sit down with the core guys, the core players of this team and talk to them and listen. Don't let them make the decision for you, but listen to what they have to say. Andrew Barry's a smart guy. He can decipher what, what's just guys being petty and having a personal issue with the coaches and what is substantial and what he can use. I mean, if if Deshaun Watson's telling you, I hate Kevin Stefanski, I can't play in the system, why would you ever want to bring him back? <laughs> you know? I mean, it just seems ludicrous to do that, but – uh. And if Miles Garrett is telling you that Joe, this defense would be so much better if Joe Woods was not caught making the calls, how do you bring him back? So you talk to these guys, and, uh, you know, this is – everyone's been talking for years that we want this alignment with our, um, with our coaching staff, with our GM, with our front office. Well, the problem with that is all these guys have each other's back. Andrew Barry does not want to fire Kevin Stefanski. He's going to go down with the ship. He's going to go down tooth and nail fighting for him until Jimmy Haslam says, hey, either fire Kevin Stefanski or you're gone. That's the only way it's ever going to happen. So, yeah, take it all in. Talk to the players and, and make a decision. Like I said before, I'm, I'm 50-50. I'm not one of those guys that says you can't have success with Kevin Stefanski or you you need another guy to take you to the next step. I I don't have the answers for it because I'm not in the locker room. I, for me, with the Joe Woods thing, um, and it's it's not just all Joe Woods. It's the whole defense coaching staff to begin with. Um, you had, what was it, last week well, when we played the Bengals, all they had was Jamar Chase. They didn't have anybody else. You know what I'm saying? No other wide receivers. This week, mm-hmm. you're playing the same. Their top two wide receivers are gone. You got Landry and Olave out. They're starting like fifth, four. At that point in time, you know what the game plan is. How can you not stop it? If you already know what the game plan is with those star wide receivers out, how can you not stop it, Bri? And that's the thing. That's the thing that gets me more than anything else is me as a fan hearing that Olave is out, Landry's out, and Andy Dalton is starting. Okay. And he's only going to throw 15 times. You already know what the game plan is. Keep everything in front of you and run downhill and hit people. It's not that hard, but this team can't do it. This defense can't do it. Yeah. I won't shed a tear if, if uh, Joe Woods is let go. Um, and, you know, we, we see it also in business where, yeah, he, he, Andrew Barry might want to get rid of Joe Woods because it deflects the blame on him. You know, does this defense suck because Joe Woods' scheme sucks? Or does this defense suck because our defensive tackles are Taven Bryan 
and Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togiai, and we're down to like our fourth linebackers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, you know, if, uh, if Joe Woods has to be the scapegoat, then Joe Woods has to be the scapegoat. He'll be fine. He'll find another, uh, another job somewhere else. So the thing that's maybe a little disheartening for me is he's a defensive backs guy, and our defensive backs suck. I mean, our, your best defensive back at this point is a rookie, a third-round rookie. <laughs> you got first-rounders, and you got guys that you're paying 20 you know, ten, twenty million dollars too in that secondary, and uh, and your best defensive guy is is a third round rookie. So somebody's got to pay for it. Something has to be happening. I love Jose. His defense sucks, but so does the offense. Yeah, it does. Right. And, and who's going to take blame for that? Exactly. <laughs> All right, Brian. I am. Uh, we're not doing Fat Boy Tuesday tonight. I, I'm Nixon Fatboy Tuesday because yeah. we have got to talk. We're going to get happy now. We're going to talk a little bit of college football playoffs, right? Because Saturday, the early game is TCU versus Michigan. The evening game is Ohio State versus Georgia. And, Bri, this is probably the only time that you and I can actually get really hyped up over this because it, not too often that Michigan and Ohio State will be in the Final Four together. Uh, especially First with time, all the yeah. other teams, and it's going to be a good time. Uh, even though Ohio State backdoored their way in, and I am completely all right with that, I'll be the homer I am. Suck at Alabama. Suck at everybody else. Go Bucks. Uh, but, Brian, what are you expecting out of uh, TCU for your game? And are you expecting a win to get into the finals? I mean – Running short of just jinxing them, I, I I do expect them to win. I don't think TCU is like an elite team. Like Ohio State's better than TCU, and we saw what Michigan did to Ohio State. So I expect Michigan to win. So does Vegas. So that's where my expectations are. Can TCU beat them? Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, they have a Heisman um, quarterback, a Heisman uh, finalist quarterback. If he starts making plays, and a lot of times what, what's the equalizer is the turnovers. So if, if TCU gets a couple turnovers or something like that, without a doubt, they can win. Michigan, again, is without their probably their best player in Blake Corum. Uh, Edwards has filled in well um, over the last couple games. But uh, I'm, I'm expecting Michigan to win, but – as a Browns fan, as a Michigan fan, I've been let down many, many times in the past, so I don't get my hopes up too high. Get your hopes up. Come on, Bri. I will say, let me say, that I don't think I've brought this up yet. I think you look at this uh, this Heisman trophy that was handed out a couple weeks ago, and it was given to Caleb Williams by default. Nobody really deserved it. But if Blake Corm stayed healthy and he had that game against Ohio State that Donovan Edwards did and a game in the uh, uh, Big Ten Championship that Donovan Edwards did. I think he's a runaway for the Heisman. So it's unfortunate that he hurt his knee, but um, I'm sure no Ohio State fans will cry for him. I don't I don't think he'll be like a high draft pick in the NFL or anything like that. I'm not even sure if he has any um, eligibility left at Michigan, but I'm guessing he'll go pro, but be a second, third round pick, something like that. You know, it's just hard because, you know, they get, 
the Heisman Trophy is supposed to be for the best player in football, right? That's what it's set out to be. Mm-hmm. But all it's turning out to be is just a quarterback race, Bry. Right. It's it's right. You know, you look at certain people on these teams that are more important to their team than the quarterback, and it's just. Like your guy running back, we had the other running back down in Texas that was doing really well. Wide receivers, um, you know, I I can even vouch for Harrison Jr. With some of the games that he had this year, should have been in conversation because he definitely bailed out Trout a lot with some of the catches that he made. But I mean, it's just when are they going to look at this and go, okay, well, you guys threw up these huge numbers. Well, look, it's college football. And the offenses are just un- ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. if you get one cornerback that gets six interceptions, that guy should win the Heisman. Like, it, yeah. it's yeah. just, I, it's, it's like the whole, you know, the whole NBA MVP thing. You know, they're just giving it to the best player instead of the guy that actually should be the best, which for years, and I'm sorry, Justin, you got to close your ears on this one. I mean, you had LeBron James take a Cavalier team that was just pieced together with old farts and Jordan Clarkson and took him to the finals. Same thing so, with Shaq. Shaq was the most dominant player for a decade. Same with Kobe. You know, oh, they yeah. only have a couple of uh, NBA trophies. But, like, the Heisman just doesn't doesn't make sense to me because they they don't they need to make up their mind. Like, is it the best player or not even the best player, but the quarterback on the best team. If it's the quarterback on the best team, how did Stenson Bennett not win it? He's lost one game in two years, mm-hmm. and you know he won a national title last year. Give it to him. Okay, that's fine. If that's your criteria, best player or quarterback on the best team, give it to him. I wouldn't argue with that. If, mm-hmm. if you're just looking at the numbers, give it to the, the quarterback from, uh, from North Carolina that put up those video game stats. But it's like they tried to Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. Yeah, he finished the season strong. Um, he beat three top five teams in the last, or like yeah. top ten teams the last three games. But they kind of try to like you know blend the two and like, well, your team has to be really good, but you also have to put up like decent numbers. But it's like these guys kept fault. Like C.J. Stroud was the guy, and then he had the performance against Michigan. Okay, so you knock him down. Caleb Williams was the new, the clear-cut guy, and then he has the uh, the championship game that he has, and you knock him down, Like, but then nobody else is there that you're going to give it to, so they just give it to him by default. So this year was just a, a, a terrible year for the Heisman, in my opinion. Jose said I was right for the first time ever. About I'm what? About LeBron. I'm just going to cherish oh, yeah. this. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, better than Michael Jordan for sure. I mean, maybe Kobe, maybe Kobe and LeBron are kind of one-two, but say they're both better than Jordan. They both didn't take off two years in the middle of the career to rest up. Boy, this is what I love about this show because Justin, uh, just the Bulls' hate is real. The Jordan, he like idolized Jordan. Like Brian, you have no idea. Like Jordan was his just savior he got the air jordans he got everything else and he just cannot come to terms that lebron james is better and it's all right we're just 
LeBron uh, James is a better all-around player than Michael Jordan. That's fine. Oh, without a doubt. Um, Jordan, I mean, the only thing Jordan has is his record in the finals, but sounds like uh, Justin is like a member of the national media. The way they talk about him, you wouldn't think he ever missed a shot or ever had a bad game because they just told him in such high prestige that he never, I mean, he only won six. How many years did he play in the league? Oh, what was it, like 14 years, 15 years? Plus, yeah, don't you forget would the think, You would think he won every single year, the way they talk about him. Don't forget Fat Jordan years. Oh, yeah, I remember Goatee Jordan. He was, he was a bad dude. Yeah, he, he was, was okay. He just, I mean, top yeah, five just, player, I would say. He'd be in my top five. We're just getting off topic. All right, so, Brian, I, I expect <laughs> – Back to Ohio – I mean, you want Michigan or you want to go Ohio State now? No, no, no. I, I expect Michigan to win. Um, I don't think TCU playing in the Big 12, I don't think their defense is built for what Michigan can do to them. And especially with the uh, tight end that you guys got. got a, why can't I think of his damn name? It's something weird, like Schoonmaker or something like that. I mean, I remember Jake Schoenmaker. Bond. Or whatever, Schoenmaker, Schoenmaker, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Something like that. I think, he's probably, I think he's going to be the difference because I don't think they have anybody that can cover him. I really don't. Okay. I think he is going to be a bruiser. Um, I expect Michigan to win by 14 points, Bry. I expect it to be Ooh. closer game, but I expect Michigan to pull it out towards the end. Like that. Okay. Now, Ohio State side, Bry. They are playing mm-hmm. the reigning national champions in Georgia. Georgia hasn't lost a game, right? Correct. Undefeated through. They have the same quarterback they had last year. The defense is a little bit different. Correct. Uh, yeah, they lost some guys on defense, but they probably they might have the number one pick or at least the top five guy defensive tackle on their team right now. I think, Bry, the only way that Ohio State, and this is me being a huge fan, like I'm the homer to homer, I want them to win. I'll pick them to win because I'm an idiot like that. But honestly, Bry, I think the only way they win this matchup is if their defense shows up. Ohio State's defense has got to play and play like they're hair on fire. The past few games that they have played with Michigan, everything else, Michigan did what they wanted to. Honestly did what they wanted to to you. And they just ran it, ran it, big play, big play, ran it. You didn't make adjustments. Ohio State, you really didn't. I think it's going to be a game. Now, personally, I think the Buckeyes are going to win by 10. Realistically, I think it might come down to the last possession. And at that point in time, it's a coin flip. But that's also the hope in me. Because I can also see this going the other way where Georgia's offense just annihilates our defense and it's just we can't catch up. So, Brian, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think you're on the right track. I think – I think the way Ohio State wins is you make Stetson Bennett uncomfortable uh, in the pocket. I mean, for some reason, people just don't respect him. He has he has good games. He has modest numbers, um, but he's not a great quarterback or anything like that. So it's not like he's top ten pick or Bryce Young or somebody like that that can really put it to you. So you make him uncomfortable. Maybe you turn him over a couple times. I think. Uh, 
I think if you can do that, you know, Ohio State's notorious for for making plays on special teams. So if you can have a huge play on special teams, that could turn the game pretty quickly. You turn over uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, they have a chance. Their talent is talent wise, they're they're neck and neck with Georgia. You look at the recruiting classes. Uh, so it's just a matter of putting it all together for them. Um, but like, I don't know how Ryan Day is really feeling about this because what's I mean, other than winning a national championship, what's the best case scenario for Ryan Day? Um, losing a close game to Georgia is probably it. Because if you beat Georgia and then lose to Michigan or lose to TCU and the national title game, that's not a good look. Um, you get no, blown out by Georgia. It's but, just it's it could be bad for him. Brian, I hear what you're saying with that, but you also got to factor in at that point in time, if Ohio State does beat Georgia, but they lose, let's just say hypothetically, they lose to either Michigan or TCU in the championship game. Okay. Right. At that point in time, the heads cut off the SEC. You think? I think you lose to Michigan two times in a, a month and a half. I think that's, people be calling but, for his head, or you lose to that's, a TCU Bri, team after beating Georgia. That's a huge letdown. But, Bry, teams have done it before. Look at Oregon with a huge win they had, and then Ohio State beat Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've had teams that have done those big – jumps and at that point in time well look at the first year when we beat Alabama nobody mm-hmm. said Alabama was supposed to roll us just roll us we weren't even supposed to be there and look what happened like it's it's one of those things that I think that if you because everybody and it's everybody SEC is God in college football well, guess what? David's coming. They're knocking on the door, and they're about to take down an undefeated Georgia SEC champion team after the chicken armor has already happened with Alabama losing to Tennessee. There's more parity going on now in the SEC than there has been in a very long time, Brian. That's the reason why I say it. Because you're having teams, Tennessee, Florida sneaks in, South Carolina, what they did this year, Mississippi State, you're having teams upset other teams that they shouldn't do because SEC has always been the top tier. And they've always had the top recruits and everything else. But if an Ohio State, one loss Ohio State team, who lost to Michigan, goes in and beats a Georgia team and goes to the national championship, people are going to start questioning Georgia and why are two big teams, why is the Big Ten not getting the rap they get? Especially with Michigan and Ohio State there. It'd be, it'd be a nice problem to have yeah, if Michigan and Ohio State both win and, and they, they meet again in a, a, just a gigantic game, one of the biggest games in college football history probably. But, um, yeah, get past this way, weekend that, first. Bro, if we get past this weekend and that does happen, we are having a party, bud, me and you. <laughs> you and I have never watched Ohio State-Michigan game together, and that would be the perfect time to watch that game. Be good. All right. That'd well, let's close good. out the show, bud. You all right with that? Let's do it. All right. So first off, we will do our trivia before our uh, top three. And our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, we have Hines here. Let me bring him back up. Hines, what a cute dog. He's been there for six months. 
Uh, he's a good boy. He's two pound, two years old and 53 pounds. Please set up a time and go see him and uh, hopefully adopt him here before the new year is done, especially with their $21 adoptions. Where can I find? I had it up here, Brian. There it is. <laughs> 21 adoptions through 2022. So not many people do that, Brian. Mm-hmm. All right. So the question I asked you, the AFC North was put together in 2002. The Cleveland Browns have not won the AFC North. It's been since 1989 since they won the AFC Central. Brian, mm-hmm. how many times has your Cleveland Browns finished fourth? Dead last in the AFC North in 20 years. So out of 20 years, okay. Originally, I had 13, and I thought that doesn't sound like that's enough. So I went, and it still might not be enough. It might be more than this. I went 14, and I'm, I'll lock it in my final answer. All right, so we have Craig 12 times. Now, Craig, okay. I'm coming back to you here in a second. Justin said 10. I think it's a more. Tie is like, hold on. A tie is like kissing your sister. You might as well have lost. There was one year they tied the Baltimore Ravens at 6 and 10 for third place. But so that, that counts point, as last. That counts as last. So it is okay. 13 times Dang. they have finished dead last in the AFC North. There are five times. They have finished third in the AFC North. And the one year was the year they made the playoffs with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's only two times they have finished second, Bri. Okay. One, they made the playoffs. Right. The other one, they did not. Jim Sorge here, probably. No, I think that was the year. 2008. Of- 2008 or 2009. It was the one where they finished like 10 and 6 or something like that. Yeah. They had to play Pittsburgh. Or 07, I think. So there is your trivia brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Let me bring up their wonderful info again so that you can get a hold of them. There is their email address, phone number, and a website to get a hold of them. Um, Also, 2007, Craig said. Merry so, Christmas, Polly. Polly is here. What's up, Polly? Hey, Polly, what's up, man? Polly's All starting right. a new job this week, so I know I good saw luck that. To that. Congrats on the new job, buddy. All right, Brian. It is time for our top three. Ooh. That All right, Brian. Well, Jose Cato's angry. He put an angry <laughs> face on our, our likes. So much. Are you not reading his comments? No, I think I did. I just, Paulie's in here now. Say, excited for a new job tomorrow. Mama Mia. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. All right. So, Brian, we're doing our top three Browns New Year's resolutions. All right. And I had a lot of people comment on these. Uh, I had. Redleg commented, had a couple other people on Facebook and on Twitter comment, but New Year's resolutions going into next year for your Cleveland Browns, Brian. 
Now, do you want me to go first to give you a little basis of what we're doing? Let's do it. All right. So for me, the third New Year's resolution for your Cleveland Browns, people, it's football. Stop by trying to be too smart. Stop being the smartest guy in the room. No matter what happens, we're playing football. Stop trying to do the analytics. Stop trying to do all this other crap. Just play football. That's all you got to do. Number two, when you have a team need, take that team need. Don't think you can fix it in the offseason or everywhere else <laughs> because you might not get a chance to. We have a team need at defensive tackle linebacker, and it has been glaring to us all year of 2022. And number one, Bri, be accountable. Somebody messes up, get in their face. Let them know they messed up. Don't go up to them, just talk to them, tap them on the head. It's okay, we'll do it again. Make them accountable for the decisions that they make and the mess-ups that they do. I don't need to see Tony Fields coming out after he cost us 15 yards and see Stefanski go over, it's okay, bud. It's okay. Just sit down. It's okay. <laughs> We don't need that person here. They got to be held accountable so they don't do it again. Brian, what's the best way to learn not to do it again? Get yelled at or spanked or something of that nature. Because guess what? That point in time, I'm not doing that again, coach. No matter what you tell me, do that. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, Kevin Cronally, take the points. There it is. Oh, yeah. Well, let's oh, do it. Yeah. What is the spread? Two and a half did I hear? Uh, it doesn't matter. Are they playing wanna... at Washington? Yeah, at Washington. I got a score. What's your score? What, for that game? Yeah, was... for this, this week's game. Is, hold on. Is Heineke the quarterback? Hmm. Good question. I don't know. I don't know if they've announced it yet. Okay, so if Heineke is the quarterback, I'm going to go Commanders, 37. Browns, negative 2. 37-0. Okay. What up, Kev? What do you say, Kev? Guess I get my <laughs> Take the points. Okay. I'm, I'm continuing to ride the train. I'm optimistic. I'm going. Brown, 17. And I'm going Washington, 15. Okay. We'll come down to a two-point conversion. We stop them. Mm. Because we do so well with the run. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to have Carson Wentz throw the ball. Miles Garrett will get in there. and Oh, no, Miles Garrett won't get in there. We'll have to send five guys mm -hmm. blitzing. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Once again, we didn't have any sacks this week. That was a little surprising. Hmm. I mean, what happens We're saying through it 15 times. Well, that is true. That is true. So, Brian, what are your top three New Year's resolutions, bud? Okay, here they are. There's kind of a theme to it because, like I said, I'll be optimistic. And I think you have the guys, you have the players. You just have to get the most out of them. Um, we've seen this team have success. Um, so number three, offensive line for 2023. Uh, you got to reclaim the form that you had a couple years ago. You have studs on the up front. Posick is probably as good, maybe even better than Treader. 
So, uh, so get him back, and let's get back to being a dominant offensive line. Number three, number two is consistency out of defense. Um, you mentioned defensive tackle. Certainly, that has to be shored up if we want any sort of chance. Um, but this defense has had success over the last month. They haven't been terrible. Um, you can always point to things that they don't do well. Um, but as far as giving up points, they've been decent. At the end of last year, they are decent. So we just need to see that over an entire season. So that's number two. And then number one, he's been the linchpin ever since we traded for him, Deshaun Watson. We need him to regain his form from 2019. Um, maybe doesn't have to lead the league in passing, but he has to be a top 10 quarterback. And that'll loosen stuff up in the offense for our run game. Nick Chubb can get back to doing Nick Chubb type things, um, but it all depends on higher quarterback plays. And up to this point this year, he's not been good enough. So he's going to have to take maybe two steps this offseason and get comfortable in this system or whatever system we're running. So um, that's my number one. All right, Bri. Well, we are here at the end of the show, bud. Uh, Kevin said, make adjustments and use your timeouts. Yeah, sure. you definitely need to do that because uh, too busy have, calling plays. Yep, too busy calling plays. I mean, you got an <laughs> offensive coordinator that's been with you for almost four years now, and you can't trust them enough to call plays. Yeah, that's fun stuff. It, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Nobody wants I, to fire him. Nobody wants to fire Alex Van Pelt because nobody knows what he does. <laughs> just like Paul D. Podesta. Holy shit. Look at this circle that uh, we're going in. Right. He's there for analytics, though. That's right. Analytics I guess. From what, I'm, I'm glad, that baseball, glad that baseball and NFL are such the same sport. All right. <laughs> Maybe we can get Giambi. Maybe we can get Giambi oh, to throw the ball around or something. I, I bet you he takes can, a lot of walks. I can, I, he can look at Kev Stefanski, hold my cigar, and go out and kick a 64-yard field goal. I bet you he can do that. Yeah. Get a bunch of guys that make a – have a high catch rate. They might only catch five yard passes, but get them get those guys that have the high catch rate. God, that's the best. Kev Kev coaches a game like I play Madden in crunch time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, vertical, go for every fourth down. Screw vertical, the field goals. I don't kick many field goals in Madden. Hey, vertical, 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 play action vertical. All right. Did I not get a touchdown? Shit. Going for it on a lot of drags season. across the field. Let's go. All right, Brian, let's get out of here, bud. We will have another show after the new year. Uh, new live show will be coming soon at the local bar, Brian. Finally got the word. We'll set one up. Sweet. We'll be back out live again. And you guys can come join us, check out some food, check out some great things. We will also be back at Mr. B's uh, here in the off season, probably in February, because there is a benefit that they are doing. They asked for our uh, presence. So awesome. on that note, Brian, uh, you got God bless him because that's how we always end the show. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless America. God bless your families. All right. I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked and loaded. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything. Harold Keel and the Lake Erie APA. Also, City Dogs of Cleveland, please go check out Heinz. See if you can adopt them. Be a great thing for us. And as Kevin said, Happy New Year to everybody. Yes, go sir. Browns, go Cavs, go Guards, 
Go Bucks. Go See Blue. You.